Welcome to 26 and Under, the anime podcast where we watch an anime in a week, usually if it's on 26 episodes or under. Uh, this is your host, Matt. Joined with, joined with me is Rob. Hello. And Henry. Yo, yo, yo. So as you heard last week, if you were listening last week, we rolled Trinity Blood for this week. And that was 24 episodes, right? 24? Yep. 24. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I had watched it previously, so... It was kind of rewatching an old one from way back when, and I liked it. Rob? I'd never watched it. Uh, I would probably watch it again if I had the time, but it was, it was good. I never heard of it. Uh, some points were high, some points were low, but uh, we'll get into that. All right. So as per our format, we are going to be talking through the plot points to a s- shorter degree, I think, than the last episode where we spent... I think the entire podcast is going through the entire plot of the anime. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you mean the plot of each arc? Uh, yeah, which was pretty the, much every episode. The anime episode. only had five episodes that were plot relevant. That's But we went through every arc also. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we did. So, the first two episodes of Trinity Blood are introductions to two of the characters, which is Abel Night Road and... Esther Blanchett. Well, es- Esther's in episode no. three. Yeah. Episode two is all about Trace. Yep. Really? I thought episode one was about like episode one had no, no episode, episode one was, was Rebecca all about Abel. Yeah, Man. that yeah. That episode one was introduced us to Abel with a little bit of trace. Episode two was introduces the trace, and then he is literally barely used for the rest of the series. And then episode three was uh, the Star of Sorrow arc. Yep. For reference, the plot synopsis for Trinity Blood mm-hmm. is it's in the far flung future where humans had colonized Mars, discovered nanomachine-like viruses that turned them into vampires, but our main character in Abel Night Road is a is a Kruznik, which is a vampire that drinks the blood of other vampires. And he works for the Vatican because it's one of the three organizations that currently exist in the world, the other one of which is the vampire uh, new empire, which is based in the Byzantine Empire. Mm-hmm. I think he has alternate reasons for being there, but yeah, that's like the basis of it. I'll, I'll talk about the alternate reasons because those are more explored in the books, uh, which I went through and read a lot of the synopses from the books that weren't in the anime. Well, way to overachieve, Matt. I know. I really liked... I wanted to know more about the plot, so that, that was me. So the first two episodes are just kind of like, here's a character, here's a situation, here's how a character deals with the situation. They kind of introduce, introduce us to the world. Yep. So then the real major story starts happening with episode three, which is the start of the Star of Sorrow arc, which is a two-part anime called Star of Sorrow Part 1, Star of Sorrow Part 2. In this, we're introduced to Kate Blanchett, who is pretty much our main female love interest. Esther Blanchett. Esther Blanchett. <clears throat> Why did I say Claire? I have no idea. I don't you know. said Kate the first time, and then Kate? you said Claire. Jeez. You are just all over the I, But I don't look, actually ever felt any attraction between Esther and Abel ever. I really didn't feel it there. Like, because when it's clergymen and like clergy people, they know they can never, ever do anything outside of what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but later in the arc, we kind of get more into... Anyways. Or later in the other series. Yeah. But, so we learn about Esther, who is a orphaned uh, child that was brought up in a monastery where she decided to become a nun mm. in some European country because this is all taking place in Europe. Istvan? Or Istvan? Istvan. There we go. Istvan. 
this town is kind of on the border between the um, Vampire Empire and the Vatican. So it's kind of like a middle ground where politics or the political problems are like abound. If if something goes one way towards the thing, it could cause a war. If it goes the other way, it could cause another war. So they try to all keep their hands clean of this. And she start and she starts going on a revenge plot because one of the vampires killed or one of the vampires killed the sister that was leading the church or the church in that area, which is kind of the start of the main conflict. Is she's kill she's taking rep- or revenge against him by killing all of his people, and he is re- getting mad and going and attacking people. Which is where we also get introduced to Dietrich, who mm-hmm. is kind of like manipulating her into doing all this, and seems to be, he seems to be a nice enough guy. Seems to be, uh, his character design looks very evil. That might be because he is evil <clears throat> because he's part of a third. He's part of the third faction of the world, which is the mm-hmm. Rosenkreutz, the uh, Order of Rosenkreutz. Yeah, yeah, they are uh, trying to destroy the world it seems like or like bring about they're some trying kind of change. to bring the end to the vatican because they are of the belief that all the vampires are much superior and humans deserve to just be food for all of them so we get this whole fun thing of it looks like they kill dietrich uh they capture abel and kate and they're kind of sitting there and the <clears throat> vampire of that is going now i'm going to cause do this evil satellite cannon that what is ancient technology and start blowing up vatican related places to start a war Mm -hmm. and then it also starts blowing up other places that he wasn't planning to shoot right because as it turns out that uh we thought uh dietrich who was presumed to be dead yeah turns out wasn't dead he staged his own death and has been underlying the whole he's been pulling the pup the strings yep he, he's been pulling uh, Gullia's strings from the beginning where he's like, you know, I could get my revenge on you, but I'm just going to do things the way I want to do things. Well, yeah. he's not even trying to get revenge. He's No, he just wants to do things the way he wants to yeah. do it. Because yep. Gullia wanted to do it for sort of a selfish reason. Yeah, he wanted revenge for his wife because this, yeah. this whole plot is about people taking revenge for people's deaths. I yep. think that's just the show is revenge. Uh, I think for the first half, at least. Yeah. Revenge is best served with wafers and wine. <laughs> um, so Abel uh, deals with uh, the van, or they find out that they've got a code to, or Dietrich tells them a code that will deactivate the thing, but because it's the last remnant of the vamp of Gulia's, what you said his name was, right? Of his what of his wife, he is very much not tr- does not want to use it. Mm-hmm. So because it uh, destroys the satellite. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll start the, the self destruct sequence in the satellite. Yeah, and it'll just destroy it. But Gulia is like, no, I want to use it myself. Like, don't do that. Well, he doesn't want to destroy the last remnant of his wife. Yeah, it's, no, it's the last thing he has to uh, of hers that she had worked on. Yeah, and then, then Abel gets into a fight with him because mm-hmm. Abel breaks out because of Tress, right? Yeah, Trace Trace breaks him out. The, again, Trace is more you I don't like how they use Trace for a lot of this because I think he's a really interesting character. He's the best character. I mean, quotation character. Robot. Um, he's he's a character. This is an actor. He's a robot. He's the best robot. Yeah. I I 
I want to talk about him more, but I'm saving that for a whole section where I talk about a lot of stuff that the anime doesn't cover. Doesn't cover. Gotcha. Yeah. But I feel I, I, I'm just going to say, and I'm probably going to be repeated every time we talk about Trace, that I feel he's underutilized as a character because he's got a really de- deep character that's more explored in the books and manga than it is here. What is overutilized is 40% Kruznik O2. That, that is used entirely too much, and it's the only reason how Abel gets out of all of his troubles. You could stop them in the beginning if you just do it right away. They know what you can do. Just do it. Well, sometimes they don't, though. The ones that don't are the ones that are smug and like, <laughs> you got nothing. 80%. Oh, no. What did I do? I, I also think that, well, they don't do, again, the books and the manga do a little bit better explaining as to why he has to say that constantly. instead. Because as you notice, like, we meet two other Kruzniks later on and they don't have to continuously say yeah. releasing this level. No. It's a thing that he kind of built into himself that they explain in better context through flashbacks Mm -hmm. and it's something that probably would have been explained if this series had a second season yeah or if it had been able to continue through the books or anything but Uh, the the next couple of episodes more specifically one of the episodes could have been removed to instead reinforce the plot point of how abel came to be or anything that in the past but no instead we get do with sword i mean i like sword dancer Sword Dancer's story was really cool. I liked the I liked the fight scenes and everything. It yeah. had nothing to do with anything besides introducing us to Sword Dancer, but yeah, yeah, that's all the episode dealt with. Oh, well, I mean, that's was introducing you to another character. Yeah, because yeah. because the episode so the fourth episode ends with them destroying the star. Yep. Then we meet the Pope, or Esther runs into the Pope. Yeah. Then then yeah. we do the one where Esther's meeting all the members of AX, uh, meeting all the background characters that we've seen doing like political dealings and like talking to the pope and everything so we meet the pope we meet both the cardinals we meet, meet noel we Ooh. we meet noel we meet all the members of ax at least except for sword dancer which they reference in that episode which is why we go to sword dancer in the next episode yep. it's because they go hey there's this character and then they're like oh he's not actually going to show up for a while we might need to show him real quick so people know who he is. But the beginning was great where Abel forgot his card. Oh, I mean. In. That was candy's falling out of his pockets. Yeah. He's trash. He's I like, mean, oh, what am I going to do? Abel, who is both a combination of Alucard when he's in fighting mode, but he's also just Vash the Stampede when he's not. Like, I'm going to be a bumbling idiot 90% of the time and still be, but I'm actually, I actually know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then when I go full full scary mode, I turn into Alucard from Helsing and just, like, kill everybody. No problem. Let's talk about Peter Pan. Ooh. I, so, hey, guess seven. who didn't realize that until I got to the end of the episode? Oh, no, when I, I, I think it it's like, I, I hear the and the, the um, name of the episode's Neverland. And yep. I'm like, okay, cool. That's probably just going to be things. And, like, hey, the kid's name's Peter. And I'm like, cool, his name's Peter. I didn't think Girl's name is Wendy. The girl's name was Wendy. They, I still have not they caught They all on. turn into fairies. And then they said the Tinkerbell system, and that's when it got you, didn't it? That's when it got me, and I'm like, <laughs> yep. Neverland, Peter. Oh. Yeah. So the synopsis for that episode is uh, Abel goes, and we first meet off, we first start by meeting off a former member of AX, Father. Uh, uh, he's not Leon. a former member. He's a, he's a current Leon. member. Father, yeah. Father Leon Father is Leon. a current member. He just has to spend time in jail, and they reduce his sentence every time he does missions for them. He's my favorite character in the whole show, by far. That's an understandable point. He gets a lot more screen time than mine, but 
Again, as I've stated, Trace is probably my favorite character, but he's, he's my favorite too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's just too cool. But uh, just—I mean—he's like, oh, I gotta kill both of you. <clears throat> nah, I'm kidding. I have no ammo. <laughs> like, but you said you had no ammo. Robots can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, again, there's stuff that they do with Trace in the books that explains a lot of but, his uh, differences. But Leon and Abel go to Neverland. For reports of fairies, like some vampiric fairies. Yeah, so they go for reports of vampires, but that that appear like fairies, and yeah. that's that's weird because it's like most of the time vampires, when they're using their abilities, they manifest it as a sword coming out of their hand, or like they don't, like that's the most common manifestation of vampire abilities. Vampires get tons of abilities, apparently, yep. though. Well, don't forget that these ones were also a little bit special. Oh yeah, comparative to yeah. other ones. These these are children that have been experimented on by time and time a and time again. by uh, I don't know. He he shows up in the next arc, dead. So like, he's not that important. But it's it's foreshadowing for the next arc because he's oh, involved in the next arc. Yeah. Uh, Professor Barry. Yeah, I believe that's his name. I thought. It was it starts with a B. He he's dead in the next episode or next episode, so it doesn't. Yeah, Professor Burry. But he seems to be experimenting, making artificial vampires. Yep. Which is a little weird. A little weird. He's also doing it to children, which is also a little weird. It is kind of a little weird. Not that bad. I also didn't I've think seen worse. like they never show his character, so I assumed he was like kind of like looks like all the other characters in this, not like an. I imagine weird, bald, weird... fat-headed. I guy with glasses? I didn't imagine that. So I imagined he looked like all the other characters where they all have like – like all the male characters have kind of a, a older man look to them and like more of a like yeah. Satan look. He probably looked like but Nina's yeah, he dad. He did look very different compared yeah. to all the other characters we've seen. He probably looked like Nina's dad. <laughs> Actually, that <Savage>. I, <laughs> I would go with that. He looks like Nina's dad. But uh, the best part of the series is definitely like the end cliff where they uh, they charter a cargo freighter to send all the children to Albion, which is which is Britain. Yeah, and then <laughs> they get back and they're like asked to explain. They're like, "Yeah, I totally forgot what we spent that money on that yep. charter for." And they're like, well, you're gonna have to pay for it. They're like, "What? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to pay for that." And they're like, "Oh God, no! Oh, no. I have a vow of poverty. I'm in jail. How <laughs> how are we supposed to pay for this now? Figure it out." Oh man, it's it it's got some good comedic moments when it when they come up. It it blended the comedic moments well with the actual action, unlike the first thing we watched. Yeah, no the the com the comedic moments were completely separate from the series moments. Yeah, and they and also like the character of Abel Night Road when he's not in battle mode, he's a lovable goofball. He yep. makes for an easier one to do com comedy with. So after that episode starts the next big arc, which is the Overcount arc. Mm-hmm. Which we are, which Abel and Noel, Noel. Go, to Noel go to Barcelona on a mission, and Bar they are only allow them to go on this mission with this amount of money because they're sending Noel with him because Noel's gonna watch his spending habits because of because of the freighter incident. What? Well, because also he racks up a ton of money expenditures. That's why he has to take that. Even that, though oh, anytime gotcha. they give him I money, I didn't catch that. Anytime they give him money, no, he racks up a ton because he has a vow of poverty. I, I so I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So yeah, how about we don't do our job and go sightseeing? Yeah, well, no, they go there. Yeah. They go, they go to where they were supposed to go, and they're like, the police yep. call, like mention, nope, just collapse, bad, bad, bad we, foundation. Yeah, we don't, we don't need you. 
And they're like, and so he's like, well, time to go back home, right, sister? No, and she's like, but we're in Barcelona. <laughs> I. But look I, at all these sites I can yeah, go see. Yeah, we can go see all these sites. They gave us all this money. He's like, I thought you were here to watch the money. I am. We're going to watch the money take us all the places we want. Because yeah. <laughs> I guess they don't get, like, any vacation time. I mean, when you work for the church. Yeah. <laughs> Praying to vacation Jesus is, not is part all of your, you need. Uh, it's not part of your work. work. I, I would say uh, none of the people in the Inquisition, Inquisi- Inquisition I'm going to call them the Inquisition, the Inquisitorial Department, uh, get any time off. Probably not. Yo, but what about Wordsworth? He's, he's probably my second favorite character. <laughs> I mean, I like Sister Kate a lot, too. Sister Kate was really cool. I like the I like the two characters that are definitely not just, like, robots. Wait, which one was Sister Kate? Sister Kate was the one that's always in the ship and sending her holograms out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Or she gets angry. She's like, what are you doing with that music box? Like, that? Oh, man. So many good characters. But, but during the trip there, uh, that happens, and they're like, well, we should make them look into this really large purchase into this worn-down building. They're like, okay. These two. There were two yeah. different purchases. So uh, Abel goes to one, and Noel goes to the other. Abel, the one he goes to, ha- finds a dude playing an organ. Well, first we find the, the body of the dead professor. Oh, yeah. We find the body of the dead perse- for, for, professor, and then he's like, huh, that's not good. And then we find this dude with long hair who looks like a bishi is playing an organ. All of a sudden, he starts monologuing about how the organ is a like sound weapon or something that – Causes uh, massive destruction. Exactly. But the the person orchestrating it is Isaac Fernand von Kampfer. Yep. And he is the villain that we chase for the majority of the rest of the series. No, we're we're we switch between him and Dietrich constantly. It really? it, it yeah. It's yeah, it's it either one or the other. The it's it's hmm. they those two and uh, Kane are the three major members of the Rosenkreutz. Okay. So we meet him and he is. And he's saying he's doing a test run of this new weapon, and his employer wants him to show the complete power. So he puts it on full blast and starts destroying all of Barcelona. Levels Barcelona. Yep. Completely. And I forget why Abel was unable to stop him. What was the... Uh, Because, like, he kind of disappeared. Abel uh, went 80% yeah. and, like, shot the lightning at him. Yeah. And then he's like, ha-ha, like, you Ha-ha. didn't stop me. Yeah. And Noel's dead. Like, oh. yeah, yeah. So in the next episode, we find out that Noel was killed in one of the buildings falling down, which is yay. Characters die when shit, when actual th- things that should kill them kill them. Yep. Unlike other anime. <laughs> but it was really something like you couldn't figure out until the next episode. Yep. Because I thought she was perfectly fine before I watched uh, the next episode. I, like. The agony of Abel at the end of the episode kind of made me like like lead to like thinking that that's what happened, but and also I think it would have really reinforced the point had him and the uh, cardinal lady that wears the red, yeah, Katarina, Katarina, yeah. If if he would have mentioned something about the uh, de- the promise he made where he wouldn't let anyone else die, yeah, and then Noel actually dying, so that way we didn't need it for the episode after. Oh, that's how that's how it was. That's why he was unable to stop the thing. Is uh, Isaac said this only stops if I die, and he's like, I don't kill people. Yep, that's right. That's right. And in fact, throughout the entire show, he didn't kill a single person. I don't think he tried to kill one person. Yeah, but didn't. But that's like the last thing he does. That that's the last thing that happens is him trying to kill a person. 
Mm. So I wouldn't after, consider him a person. So after that, still in the same arc, though, we find out that a ex-member of the clergy, like high member of the clergy, is coming back. Yep. And he's a person that uh, lost to Alessandro the 18th. Uh, for so the, he's, he's the for person Pope. who lost to the current Pope. Yeah. And, of course, everybody's super suspicious. Why is this guy coming back? He he, can't, he definitely can't be trusted. He's been gone for like eight years. Yeah, he's been gone for eight years after the Pope got uh, instated, which means yeah. that Pope was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he lost to his younger nephew. Yeah. I mean, the... Like the idea of anime uh, of an anime or a pope for anime is they want somebody who's innocent and kind and good. Yep. So like that would be the best one is taking a kid who is like the no it made sense and it, it completely showed it in his character. Like, yeah, he was frail. He didn't want like anytime people started yelling, he, he just completely got frightened and scared and just wanted everything to like just stop. Yep, it's coming back. He comes back with two gifts. Yeah, he comes back with two gifts. One of which is a bell, the other one of which was an obelisk. Oh yeah, the obelisk. So everybody, so there's also a terrorist threat, right? That there's yep. that they, they that, that what happened Barcelona. in Barcelona is going to happen in Rome. So everybody starts looking through all the bells because they're like, hey, bells are what did it last time. So they're expect, inspecting every bell, and they don't find anything in the in Rome, but they haven't inspected one bell. That one Mist bell. Yep. And so when when trying to confront confront them to investigate the bell, he's like, "No, why do you need to investigate my bell? What what could be going on?" And they're like, "We just need to look at it real quick, sir. It's nothing against you." So they look in the bell. Nothing's there. Katarina gets di- uh, disfamed because or disfamed would that be the word for it? Uh, she, she she gets she gets uh she persecuted him she gets, yeah, she gets a hard something. slap on the wrist yeah she gets a hard slap on the wrist and uh everybody's like you're no longer allowed to be uh to be in here for a while because of how you yeah how uh, dare you accuse the cardinal of, of doing such a yeah. thing and that's mainly from the her counterpart who is very much the opposite kind of person she is where she is willing to work with people she's not seeing vampires as completely evil yeah. uh all this stuff he is completely like we need to kill everybody who doesn't agree with us that's the church's way man i know that's what's great <laughs> that's is the church's way also so i i don't think there's a single voice in this series that actually drives me up the wall i think all the voice voicing and we uh i think we all watched the english dub no, I, I watched did. Japanese. Oh, you watched it in Japanese? Oh, okay. This whole thing I watched in Japanese. Okay, so we can actually talk about this a bit. So I'm uh, let's bring this up now. So how how was it in Japanese hearing all the English words, English names, and uh, um, it's as you would expect from any sub that has German, English, or anything. It's usually handled very oddly, but it gets it across where they need to be. Um, so the it, it English, didn't sound very odd. So the English dub is really good at least in my opinion they did the pronunciations very well and also the fact that they get like for um for the other card for the dude cardinal he gets a very good voice who a voice actor who is constantly just sounding like a priest for fire and brimstone like yep i'm going i we need to burn all the heretics it's like it's like uh what what a menothian priest would be like yeah pretty much (laughs) Um 
and Katarina sounds like a very regal person. Yeah. A- Abel sounds like B- Discount Trigun, which is fine because Troy Baker is still really good voice actor. And I think Sister Esther is probably my the least the or doesn't give the best performance, but she still sounds. You still, you still hear the emotion coming yeah. through in the, in the scenes that it's important. Yeah, and I. But I think all the I think all the voices are really good, really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the fact that when we go to people from Albion, they try to simulate the British accent, and they try and they don't. But they but if they if they know they can't, they don't. Like, yeah. that that's that's an important thing is like oh this person doesn't have a good british voice but they can they can still we 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 still like their voice for this character so off of that subject and back to what's going on in the art but it turns out there's nothing in the bell nope nothing in the bell but what there is something in the is obelisk second gift so the obelisk starts going off oh by the way this entire time abel is not is nowhere to be found he resigned he Oops. He comes back briefly to resign yeah. as his position because he felt he he felt responsible for Noel's death. He felt like he can't do anything, and then Rome starts getting destroyed, and he starts to uh, and he realizes he needs to go back and help save Rome. Mm-hmm. So he comes back uh, specifically Cardinal Sforza, which is the female cardinal. Yeah, Katarina. Uh, Katarina Sforza. Katarina. Yeah. Yeah. That's her first name. Sforza. Yeah. She's mostly referred to as uh, Cardinal Katarina. Yeah. Or just Katarina, I think, is what they mostly refer to her as. Well, he, because he knows her from, for, from before. Yeah, she, he knows her from when she was, like, a child. Because he's he's a vampire that drinks vampire's blood. Guess what? He's old he as really, shit. Really, 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 really <laughs> old. So, find out, find everything out. We come, we come back to the situation where we find Isaac. Isaac says... You gotta kill me to stop the thing, and Abel is still unable to kill him. But Rome's being destroyed. But luckily, Woodsworth, Leon, or Leon, and uh, uh, was Sword Dancer also there, or was he not? I don't think Father Hugh was there. I think it was those two that mainly solved the problem by uh, dealing by destroying uh, whatever the thing at the top of the obelisk without having to kill somebody. I think so. I don't, I don't think he showed up. So they, they destroy it. He realizes that his plan was foiled without him getting his, getting, uh, able to kill him. Yep. And so he goes, I'm out and disappears again. Uh, Rome's pretty okay. And the, uh, the dude that was trying to do everything, is trying to get away and is stopped and <laughs> kind of thrown into, uh, yeah, the, Vatican jail, which in this kind of situation yeah, the, the would archbishop be archbishop is caught and yeah. thrown into jail. I him. would assume this is very much like going being thrown into jail during Spanish Inquisition times. Probably, he he not coming back. Probably not. <laughs> it's 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 uh, depending on what time period they actually want to use. He was probably tortured. Probably. Oh, I'm sure he was tortured. Did. 80% of the people in the show deserve it. Yeah. So the next episode is the one where we're introduced to uh, our first vampire character, right? Uh, yeah. The, well, the first, like, friendly one. Yeah. So the, sometime afterwards, uh, Abel joins a vampire from the New Human Empire. Yeah. What, so, what was her name again? Astrith uh, Azrin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Asthershe. But I believe he mostly names. just calls her Asta. 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 And she call, he calls her Asta in uh, Asta, the English yeah. dub. Hmm. 
That's that's why I was when you were saying Astashi, I was like, huh? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. It's Japanese. Yeah, uh-huh. it's Japanese words for you. They can't, um, they can't but this is this is actually the first mission where human and vampire work together. Yes, because there's a vampire serial killer that has escaped the empire and come into uh, the Vatican territory. Yep. So they need. So the the empire wants to send her to deal with this person. Mm-hmm. And she the needs Vatican a, also wants the, a the Vatican wants a person to make sure that she's not just killing people. Exactly. Uh, so they send Abel. Uh, Abel and her start working like buddy cop style. Everything starts going pretty well. Uh, uh, things actually don't work pretty well. She absolutely despises him off the well, bat. Yeah. yeah, she hates all humans. Though. Yeah. It's not just him. And she thinks he's a human. Yeah. Because there's like... No, nobody knows about Kruzhnik's except for people that know about Kruzhnik's. Exactly. So, so it's like unless you're a member of Rosenkreutz, mm-hmm. you are Katarina or Abel or the other two Kruzhnik's. I don't think you know what a Kruzhnik even is. Yeah. But uh, she eventually muscles her way through a bunch of people and finds the killer. Yep. And then completely just loses all composure and bearing. Because this is the person that killed her uh, mentor? Yes. Yeah. So we get – and she's get, she gets a lot of character development, in fact, in, the, in this arc. Like, she does. So, the, so for the first – for the next, like, five minutes, she's chasing this dude through the city and just causing mass chaos, like mass destruction, yep. trying to kill him. And – I don't remember a whole lot from this episode. I remember the ramifications after it, but I don't remember like a lot of the events. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, she squares off and tries to kill him. He throws up his special sheet, like defense, and it rebounds into the bridge with a million people on there. Right. He has Able, an Aegis. He has Able an Aegis defender, deflector. And when she comes to, she realizes just how much destruction that she wrought. Like how many people she act like accidentally killed? Yeah, and it just completely destroys her mentally. She kills him after that, right? Or they? No, he him. runs away. Oh yeah, he, no, runs, he runs away. away. Yeah, he gets away. He gets away. As do all villains in this show. I mean, I think that's because the writer was originally planning for them to come back in later arcs, develop their own super friends, in something like the Rosenkreutz. <gasps> So Horrible at the guess. end of this, she goes, I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go talk. Or we see her talking to the Empress and she's like, hey, not all humans are as bad as we thought. Maybe we should start opening our doors. Uh, I think before that, they, fi- they, they finally do kill kill him in the end. Yeah, I uh, thought she killed him. Because no, he gets Abel away does. after all of the uh, after what Astrid did. Because the, away. they end up learning that the Pope's coming to Venice. So the Pope's coming to the city that they're in. Yeah. And they somehow learned that he's going to that he planned to kill the Pope. Oh right, he was planning to kill the Pope at his trip trip to Venice, which is then canceled, and Katarina sent to Venice instead. Exactly. So her and the vampire get into a uh, scuffle. They go through the song and dance. Eventually, he different vampire, not uh, not Asta, not Asta. No, this this is a vampire who looks like no. That's why I was saying uh, at the end of the last episode. Uh, Asta is talking to the Empress and like not all humans are bad and then yeah. the Empress makes a sly joke or sly comment of oh I see Abel still has still has it going on yep so it's like oh oh you know Abel that means you're probably a Kruznik or Abel was part of the uh, Empire yeah. 
but you start to see like at the end of this episode you start to see like okay maybe it's possible like a bond is possible yeah a a truce can come to terms yes so now we go to the next episode where katarina is instead going to venice instead of the pope yep and she's sitting in her room and this uh vampire sneaks into into her room there's a alarm going off about an intruder there's an explosion and there's an explosion and A, a plus b equals vampire trying to kill you vampire trying to kill kill me uh vampire she she apprehends the vampire and the vampire says he's a messenger so she, so she never apprehends the oh no yeah kate tries to shoot him or kate shoots him trace comes in oh trace shoots him was yeah it, I, I who always him. saves the day yeah yeah trace comes in and is like that's a vampire i'm gonna shoot a vampire and shoots the person in Katarina is trying to stop because yeah, be- she's she is the voice of reason for base, for a lot of things in this show. And she also states that the vampire the vampire actively said this is how you treat a messenger yeah. of the of the empress. So like she's like, "Uh-oh, this is political. This is more political than yep. just random a random assassination attempt by va- vampires." Trust don't care, trust smash. Accurate. So that happens. And ultimately, she believes that there was uh, a person there sent to send her message from from the Empress. So she sends Abel and Esther. Yes. To go find them. Yes. Uh, we also find out that silver bullets are one of the ways to hurt vampires permanently. Yep. Or like very very. So so silver weapon. Yeah. They. I mean, it's not like in the first episode, Abel throws a silver bomb at the guy. That shows silver is clearly vampires. Well, yeah, but we we see from the vampire side how it how it affects them because he got shot by a silver bullet from Trace. It and stops we, all of their abilities that they're able to do with that. Yeah, yep. And 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 the uh and his attendant has to literally take it out and start sucking the silver or like the contagions out of his uh, out of his body like a snake venom. Mm-hmm. It's weird, a little. It's um, the only way to turn them basically mortal. Yeah. So he's so he's suffering from that, and his attendant is steps out for some steps reason. out for some reason. In comes Sister Esther. In comes Sister Esther. Time, with a gun. Time, time for time for the major <laughs> love plot. Yeah, right. Whoa! Starts out. Sister Esther goes. Sister Esther is trying to uh, threat or threatening to shoot him. He's he's like, all you humans are the same. You all want violence. I came here for peace. Yada yada yada. Yep. Abel comes in. Abel's Keep stops her from shooting him and killing him. Well, his assistant comes in. Oh, was his holds holds a knife to Esther's throat. Yeah, and then Abel shows up. Abel comes in, literally like finger gun. Yeah, doing a fascist stampede move to the back of the dude's head. I got a gun to your head. All right, I believe you. Aha, aha. (laughs) (laughs) He gave him the finger guns. Like no. And then Esther's like trying to get like an explanation. He just straight up slaps her. Which was a completely unexpected move from for me. I mean, this is how you. This is the Vatican. You didn't. You you went against my orders. I said not to try to kill a person. Right. So, but like, unless unless Abel was fighting, you, exactly. You were right. Like he's just been a very like aloof like character. Well, but I, he's still a priest. Like this is how the pre. This is how uh, Catholic priests act when somebody. Or this is how the fictionalized catholic priests act i don't i mm-hmm. don't believe all catholic priests act the way they're fictionally portrayed but like this is setting up a inquisition style mindset to the catholic church 
So, so I am Roman Catholic, and I've been to the Vatican. Yep. And I can honestly tell you, no. I mean, unless they do things behind the scenes, most clergymen and most sisters are. Well, but I'm saying like this is straight laced. Yeah, but this is setting it. This is setting the precedence of this is pure inquisition fantasy. Yeah. This is setting an, but this is setting an inquisit, inquisitorial style. So, yeah. Where yeah. in the Inquisition, like speaking I, of, yeah. Oh yeah, we get to meet the inquisitorial we get to department. Meet the inquisitorial department. Which is the which is actually should actually just be called our army. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so they hear about the explosion. They're like, "How dare they do this? We need to retaliate fully," and send like three warships. Yep, I think they said they sent three warships and their entire army. Yeah, we also and we also get to meet uh, the two main inquisitorial department members, brother Petro and sister Paula. Brother Petro, who has power armor. Yep, <laughs> freaking love how good is how good his armor looks and the fact that it has a jetpack. I loved his character design. I like he his was, weapon. <laughs> his character design was the like gun ho. I'll follow all my orders to the best. And he's also honorable because yep. he uh not, uh he runs into Night Road and all and Esther and everybody and he's like, You guys are helping this vampire. You guys need to stop. This is a vampire. I'm going to kill you and Night Road goes, Then you and me one on one. Yep. But he doesn't use Kruznik level because that would be unfair. It would. So the fight ends with it him getting knocked off, off a cliff. Into water, and, and everybody goes, well, he's dead. Yep, and the other three have escaped into the underground catacombs to find a boat. Yep, so that they can get out of there bef- before sunrise, because yeah. if, because vampires still have the sun weakness. I like the fact that they kept every weakness to vampires. I like it. Because there are other vampire animes that go, vampires are literally gods, and it's stupid. Yep. I think the sun thing has always been a predominant theme, though. Nope. There, because Alucard can walk around in the sun all day. <laughs> <laughs> so can so can Ceres. Literally all the main vampires in that series can walk around during the daytime. It's all the shit-tier ones that they kill Weird. constantly. But uh, they're almost there. They almost get to the boat. And yep. then one of the vampires says, hey... I'm the bad guy now. Yep. The attendant says, I'm actually, I've actually, I was the one that set the explosion. I've been trying to sabotage this entire thing. Yep. It works out. Hey, I've been working for the Rosenkreutz. Yep. Uh, I'm going, and now we're going, and now I'm going to try to kill you before you can get back to the Empress and tell her that everything's going well because I want war to happen. Yep. The Rosenkreutz basically just don't want this pact to happen. Yep. Uh, so he's doing all this like monologuing as villains always do. He throws Kate. No, wait, that's not till later. That's a that's in that's in the next arc. But he he's doing all the monologuing, saying how everything's going according to his plan, and then he gets uh, attacked and killed by Pietro. Uh, right? Am I mm-hmm. missing anything? No, that's accurate. Okay, cool. I I I like I don't remember all the major plots or points of this i just remember like ramifications so yeah no that's that basically wraps up the entire second episode uh abel returns to the boat radu tries to kill him yep uh uh dude petro petro kills radu yep and then ah. they escape then we learn that radu is not actually dead nope 
and yeah, he's all, and he also starts talking to another character we know named Dietrich. Yep. Wow, this guy Surprise. is becoming a thorn in everyone's side. By the way, I, I want to use this point now to talk about uh, in the manga. In the manga, Dietrich has a very pretty boy design to him mm-hmm. that's unassuming. Yes. So like that's pretty much what I thought of him in the actual show. They they go with a little bit more of a menacing look. Like he ha- he definitely uh, hit- he's got a slight menacing undertone, but I think he he definitely has more of that that beautiful face. Um, if he's I, like that, that well kept look, I might go look up a picture of what he looks like in in the manga. But he looks completely like a beast. Like like he looks like one of the adult one of the older male characters from like a a shoujo manga. Mm-hmm. Like he he looks like super like attractive towards the female f- female characters. Yeah. Which is not... I would not say that about Dietrich in this one. He looks just like a edgy kind of character. But he still has the dark, I'm gonna... I hate everybody, I want to kill everybody thing. And we find out that he's able to control people... With puppets. With pup, with puppet strings. Yep. Which is... I like all the abilities. So, so after they leave with the boat, we now learn that all the airships are being controlled. Yep. By Dietrich. And yep. attacking the city. Yep. I'm this this episode gets a little complicated because... Once they start getting attacked by the city, then Eon, which is the the messenger, he decides that he wants to meet with uh, Katarina? Katarina again. Yeah. So then he convinces everybody to protect him and help him get there. Including? Including. Pietro. Pietro. Which he convinced the person that's all fire and brimstone against vampires to let the vampire live. To help protect me to get there. Yeah. Which is crazy. Even crazier, on their way there... They run into uh, Radu controlling a tank. I had the tank. Yeah. Radu didn't. Uh, Radu, and everybody a, goes, Radu, you're not dead? Radu's not dead. <laughs> B, let me point this big tank at you. <laughs> this, this tank that is way bigger than anything I've seen in a 40K table. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this, this tank was massive. Oh, man. We need our own Megazord power. Abel. Do that thing you do. Abel goes, is this an 80% moment? It's yeah, an 80%. because he controls the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> he has to yeah, drink yeah, he goes Eon's blood to yeah. do it. But he, uh, he, he goes 80%, d- like blow, uh, blows up the tank with his, su- with his souped up powers. And now Redu looks like he dies for real. This time. This time. They saw, the, and killing him, the airship stopped because Dietrich's like, well, I, lo- I lost the tank. Whatever. Oh, well. Oh well, we're gonna stop now. On the next plan, so they finally get to talk. Yep. And then it's time for Eon to head back. And they're sending two diplomats with him to t- to go to to go to that side and talk. And who are the two diplomats? Esther and Abel. Of Esther course. and Abel. And this is probably the longest arc that happens. Yes, this one is encompasses five episodes. Well, this this Plus arc it ties all... into the previous two yep. and the next episodes after mm-hmm. it the the major the major point of this one is and why it takes so long is we're also learning an entire civilization's culture yeah like we we haven't seen too much of what the vampire's culture is like so the vampire culture is very much a almost exact replica of the byzantine empire yep. we have our empress uh we have a caste system where it's either you are the high you're either high up or you're treated by your caste so like if you're a peasant so there's no so there is a caste system but it doesn't limit your uh your schooling 
So you still have all the options to like go up, but being born in nobility is definitely a big deal. I mean, and we also get and we also find out like no nobles live in almost extravagant castles. Like we we see uh extravagant. We see uh Eon's uh Eon's grandmothers. I almost called her his mom because she looks to be that age, but I forget vampires. Yeah. No, his grandmother's yeah. place. And his grandmother's place is immense, but not as immense as the royal palace. Yeah. So uh, they so they come down. They didn't use a normal ship to get, or like an official ship to get there. They used a uh, like merchant ship because yep. they had to bring two Vatican members in. So can't can't go through official channels. So first first thing they decide to do is go. Eon's grandmother. Because Eon's grand, we, we the Duchess of Moldova. Because how how are we gonna get these two uh, Vatican members into the into the castle to meet the Empress? This is true, <laughs> but the Duchess of Moldova, she could probably do it. She could do it. She's in she's in the secret council. She's in the uh, major secret council of the vampires. Exactly. But but what do we find when we get there, Matt? She's dead. Everybody's everybody dead. dead. And the authorities show up and claim that it's Eon that did it. Yep. Did you kill your own grandmother? He didn't go. He was on a mission from the Empress and didn't go straight back to the Empress when he got here. Yep. Hmm. This is also where we're introduced to the, the foot soldiers of the uh, Rosenkreutz. Yep. The undead vampires. Oh, yeah. The That they've ragtagged back together. That Dietrich has co- full control over because yep. his abilities are... Yep. Amazing. I like. I I'm going to say this. Every like superpower that they show off in this is really cool to me. Yeah. And as it turns out, so they they do they find everything. They fight the foot soldiers. They try and leave. They're yep. confronted by the personal soldiers of the Empress, who accuses them of killing his own grandmother because they don't have bodies to prove that that was undead vampires doing it. Because they blew because they blew themselves up. Yep. And then they run. Who do they run into? Hey. I know you. I they're into Ragu. Asta. Oh, Asta. Nope, oh, Asta. That's right. They, they don't run into uh, they don't run into uh, what's his face still. Not yet. Yeah. Radu. Radu. Yep. Radu. Yeah. No. Yeah. He comes in next. Eventually. But we saw him blow up. How is he back again? Find out. Yeah. Uh. So they run into Asta. Asta. Go. Asta was told by the Empress. Hey. There's an emissary and two emissaries from the Vatican coming. I need you to take care of them. She, so she recognizes Abel. So as soon as she sees Abel, she's like, "Oh no, not again." Yeah, pretty much. God damn it. <laughs> this episode was weird. Yeah, because it's mainly like, "Oh, look, we meet up with Asta. We uh Night Road disappears to go try to get into to try to talk to the Empress." Mm-hmm. And he meets the Empress and he goes, you're I don't think Empress. you're not the Empress, and I'm she's like, like, what? Yeah, she's excuse me. She's like, what? Excuse me, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You don't and look like the thing that the person that we saw saying slightly, hey, Night Road hasn't changed. And then the uh, the guards come in. He's like, yep, no, time to leave. Yep, I'm out. Peace. Then he ninja vanishes. Oops. Uh, and we have uh Ion showing Esther around uh around the slum slummy area. And we meet a we little meet girl Seth. who is named Seth. She's selling tea. She's selling tea. But in her, it's only during her free time. Yep. She goes to medical school. 
She looks like she's eight. <laughs> she looked real young. <laughs> Again, vampires can look whatever age. Yep. As we are finding out. And she's uh, and so she uh, sees the police attacking them, and she helps them out. She uses uh, somebody got hurt. It was uh, was it was it Ion or was it uh, Esther that got hurt? Esther got hurt. Esther got hurt. So she helps fix Esther. Yep. And then Esther didn't get hurt. Which one was no, the one did. that got hurt? Because they Nemo. What? The other ones they were with, they get hurt, isn't it? You sure it was they Esther both that got do. hurt? Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, she, but she, yeah, it was. They both got hurt, but uh, Seth goes, "You can, you'll heal fine. You're, you're Methuselah. She needs actual medical attention, so I'm gonna fix her up real quick." Yep. And then they get attacked after she fixes everybody up. She goes, "You guys leave. I'll take or I'll, I'll distract them while you guys go." Mm-hmm. They leave. Uh, we don't see anything more of her. And so, like, assumption is, oh, no, they killed the little girl character. That would have been unfortunate. Uh, uh, what we do do is Eon runs into Radu again. Oh, yeah, this is where we run into Radu, finally. Yeah. And Radu seems to be higher up on the cast system than he was before. Yep. And he also seems to be acting very different. Yeah. The guy we met earlier, Suleman, is who joined the, uh, is who joined Dietrich's organization. So, we go through... Or they escape. Or no, they don't escape because he captures them and puts them into a prison cell. Yeah, this time Radu, with the help of the Empress's bodyguards, put them in a body cell. And the reason they're all in the same place is because they're getting ready for the Duchess of Moldova's funeral. Yeah, because they're going to kill the Empress there. Because that's where they're going to kill the Empress, with explosives. Yep. But to make sure that uh, we leave everything in a really bad position, he shoots... Uh, Ion, Ion, with a bullet that's making him go blood, blood hungry. Yep. And he's going real hungry. And he's like, so Esther, you can do one of two things. Throws a silver knife in there, goes, you can kill him, kill yourself, or have him kill you. And then he kills himself afterwards. Because he knows that, he knows that Ion would not be able to live with himself after killing uh, the person he is, he is falling in love with. Yep. Because we are, we we see the telltale signs throughout the entire thing that Ion is literally just falling in love with uh, Esther. Mm-hmm. We are sitting here watching a pretty lengthy scene of Esther and him like coming to terms with Esther's like I'm not gonna, you can just feed on me. I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, and here I really wanted that to happen. Like I thought it would have been a nice like clean cut for Esther's character. Yeah, like the 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 sacrifice. Like, hey, I'm cool with this. Like. But Henry, there's still a plot point about Esther that hasn't been addressed yet, which is the star on her back. But I really wanted this to happen. This means she's part of the Joe Star lineage. What are you talking about? Damn, that plug in. <laughs> oh fuck, she is a Joe, but it's not in the right spot. It always has to be right in the, uh, right on the shoulder. Back. Yeah. Skin grafting. <laughs> Skin grafting. Got there. It's also not blue. Wait, were yeah they were all blue. Were they all blue or was it red? Uh, depends on what you're watching. Oh yeah, you're right. Or reading. Or reading. Look, I really wish we could do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but we can't. We can't because part four was way more than 26 episodes. So was part three. Ooh. Uh, Five and else, but uh, yeah. We learn about um. This is the episode where we first learn about Kane, isn't it? Do they mention Kane at all? Uh, they mention it later. Oh, okay. 
So next, uh, next thing that happens is Abel breaks them. No, it it was was it Abel and uh, Abel comes up. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Abel and uh, Asta, Asta, they were on their way to the palace. Yep. And saw the explosion. Yep. And assumed that the Empress was dead. Yep. So then they're lurking around. Well, because that's actually when the uh, assassination attempt was going off. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, there's an explosion. Empress is dead. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But right before Eon is able to kill himself with a sword, because that's what he ultimately ends up doing. Yeah. Uh, Abel, like, on the floor, like, in a hush panic, shoots <laughs> shoots the sword in half. Yep. I love anime physics. <laughs> <laughs> Blow it up. <laughs> Yeah. Shoots the sword in half, and then they toss him a little thing of uh, synthesized blood so he can drink it so he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Well, that's happening. Uh, Esther confronts Solomon for his actions. Yep. Is She's like, you did some bad stuff. You did some bad stuff. They get you. Where are my friends? They're like, well, he's like, well, they killed each other. Yep, they killed each other. You can, you can examine their bodies if you don't believe me. Yeah. And then Eon's like, or she can just look at my body now. Trying to be all witty. Oh God! And all uh, well, also he's sitting there getting ready to like take over as emperor, and then the empress also comes down. And then the empress comes down, and he's, and he's what? he's he says that what? And all and all of a sudden, and he's like, but the person that I killed, and then the person that we've seen as the empress comes out, and we're like, huh, weird. That I thought that was, and then the, and the empress is like, may I introduce you to the Duchess of Moldova, and it's like, oh, Nobody look really at that. Died. Dietrich's going to be really angry at me about this. <laughs> Dietrich's going to be really angry because Dietrich's been controlling uh, Radu. Yeah. yeah. He's like, been like the pasta sauce. Yeah. No, that's Ragu. Close enough. <laughs> that's I called him Ragu and I was like, no, that's not his name. Could be. He drinks blood. I mean, luckily he's gone after this, so yeah. I don't have to say that name anymore. But he, he dies from a way no one expected. Hey, look. Because Abel confronts him. Yep. And tries to use his 80%. But guess what he hasn't done in a long time? That blood. Drink any blood. on vampire blood. Yep. So he collapses. It's like, oops. And they're all like, oh, no, who's going to deal with this? Curtain rises. Hey, look, there's Seth. Hey, look, She's Seth. the empress. Oh, isn't that cute? So then they, the- tell, they tell her what Abel's doing. So she rushes there. Yep. And then she activates her presence. Yep. And she er, and her weapons show up. Where so I guess we haven't actually talked about the, what happens when they go Kruznik. We can save that for a different part. I mean, it's just they all have weapons. Her weapons but, are tuning forks. Yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we start hearing a, t- uh, a sound happen, and he starts turning into dust. Yeah, he literally disintegrates. And I'm just and you're all, and he, uh, I think the last thing he says is like something about her being his mother because. All the vampires look to her as their mother. Yeah. Because she's the empress. She spawned the entire kingdom. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, they... She, now we have that conversation. Which conversation? The Between one you were talking about before. About Cain. Yes. Where she says, Cain's still alive. And we're like, who's Cain? Well, I guess that makes sense that we have a character named Cain. We have a character named Abel. And a you, character named Seth. And a character named Esther. They're all biblical names, Matt. Well, I know that, but we have a character named Abel. Of course, there's going to be a character named Cain. But they were from. 
Well, I didn't. I don't know about all the biblical names. I knew. I know that Esther. These specific ones okay. are specifically from yeah, the passage the from the Bible. Solomon well, is another one. I, I know. I know Solomon, but I was, I just knew Cain and Abel. Like, if we have an Abel, there has to be a Cain. Usually, Cain's the good one, though. <laughs> because that's usually, actually probably not even close to correct. Well, no, I'm saying like in anime, usually because Abel's the one that dies, they usually want they usually in the biblical story that they usually have Cain be the not. Uh, evil one because they don't want to have they want to rep re they want to redo the Cain and Abel story but have Cain kill Abel still instead of Abel trying to kill Cain it's weird it's weird yeah that I've seen weird. a few anime that do Cain and Abel but they don't they don't do it they don't do a lot of biblical references a lot of time in anime weird and Catholic go hand in hand like cookies and water <laughs> weird and Christianity in general sure you know that yeah uh, now we get to the last major. Two, two more thing, right? to go. We have yep. two episodes of this one and two episodes of Lenny. Well, I mean, the last two episodes are this are just, uh, hey, everybody's good. Let's just let's just jump to the final because I don't think anything really important happens for the last bit of this arc, besides talking about uh, they introduce Kane. Yeah, they introduce Kane, and talk about hey, Kane ultimately is Abel's. It, the same. He's Abel's brother and Seth's sister. They're all, re- all three of them are related. He's Abel's brother and Seth's sister. He, he's both of their brother. Yes. <laughs> but we didn't touch that. No, 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 no. You, you said he was Seth's related. sister. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Henry, Henry, I was Henry <laughs> you, you don't get to decide whether you're going to be an aunt or an uncle. <laughs> Maybe he could. Okay. <laughs> In this day and age, I sure can. But, I mean, at the end of this arc, it is important because, you know, the head villain's kind of defeated. Yeah. Which so, is really the only redeeming plot point of this entire thing. Like, I I found myself jumping forward a lot of parts until I got to episode 22 and 23. The last three episodes had all of my interest. The other ones just didn't have my interest at all. No, the end of the series was really good. Like, it really, like, grabbed a hold of you and, like, made you want to keep watching. Oh no! The only I, problem I had was the, the actual ending. Okay, yeah. I mean, so the last arc is we go to Albion. We because, we get that war we wanted yeah. pretty much. Yeah, we get, we get the war we want, and we it's going to happen in Albion, which is the third, which is a third so- sovereign nation, pretty much, because they have control of all the lost technology, and they have the they, ability they, to use for it for the most part. Been neutral. Yeah, through this whole thing, and then the queen dies. Yep. With and no she, air. and she says to her attendant, "Look for the star." Somebody has a star on the back of her body. I don't know who who that is. Is this character important? But the uh, the vampires revolt because yep. they've been forced to live underground because in a ghetto. Because the way that Albion's been using all of this ancient technology is the vampires know how to read the language. And so they use the vampires to work the technology. Yep. And they treat them like slaves. Oh, we didn't mention the Pope is here. Uh, yeah, the Pope goes there because he's go- going there as a to to do to, to diplomatic stuff. To do diplomatic stuff. The Pope is being the Pope. Yeah, it's like, and then he gets kidnapped. He's the least Pope. Of well, he gets lost. First. He gets lost because nobody can kidnap him when he's lost. This is true. Because <laughs> most the, people the just look at him and think, himself. like, "Are you lost, clergyman?" Yeah. Well, I mean, are you lost, young man? Yeah. Because you don't look like <laughs> anything important. Yeah. 
I mean, Esther did in in the episode where he she met him. Is like, this hey, is true. I I also got lost. I yeah. don't know where I'm hey, going. Hey, I also have a low self esteem threshold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Pope gets Pope meets some more vampire or meets some vampires for once. Yeah, because he's not, I, I, he's I never actually met any. Yep. Gets and spooked to death by the tiny one. Yeah, gets spooked to death by the tiny child. All of a, and realizes no, they're just people like us. We should try to be more welcoming towards them. Yep. And Man, you mean if we never had an exclusion pact to begin with, these problems wouldn't have occurred? Whoa. Whoa. Weird. Um. So. And then Kane meets Abel. Yep. And then Kane meets Abel. And Kane kills Abel. Kane kills Abel. <laughs> It's like wow, we we got there, Weird. boys. We got there. Kane killed Abel. Done. Series well, over. Let's done. do it. Main character. No, wait. We still have an episode. Hey, we still have two. Hey, two. guess who we still have? We have Tress. We do have Tress. Yep. So Katarina is getting uh, uh, is is at a place with a person that we only see in flashbacks, whose name is actually Lilith, and she seems and he, she's in like a life support system, it seems, and she takes a little tube out of what looks like blood. And gives it to Trace and says, go take this to Abel. Because Trace is literally used in this as a plot device for, I get shit done. <laughs> he does. No, every time he comes in, he gets shit done. Everybody's all mourning Abel. It's mostly just Esther. Yeah, it's mostly Esther. But, every, yep. I mean, everybody's still like, Abel died. Like, yeah. And we have all the AX members there trying to deal with all the all the shit going down in Albion. Finally mm-hmm. killed all the bad people. And Kane's just like, destroy all of you. Yep. Yeah. So then we have this airship of ancient design come in, and we have Dietrich. Actually, this is where Dietrich gets betrayed by Kane and killed. Yep. Because Dietrich was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm part of this organization. You're not gonna kill me. We're all friends." <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Bucko. You helped the villain do what he wanted. Guess what villains do after they get what they want? They Kane. always kill the person. They always kill the people unless they're actually important. He doesn't kill Isaac because Isaac helps him keep his body together. <laughs> Uh, then ultimately, the entire AK organization, uh, AK, <laughs> AX, AX. Sorry, the entire AX organization is trying to destroy this airship. And so it we takes have a while. it takes a lot of work, and all and all it takes really is one is a bigger airship. <laughs> yeah, we finally get to see the Iron Maiden. Yeah, well, we see the Iron Maiden. It fires its gun, doesn't work off its electromagnetic. Defense system. But, but we have Sister Kate who goes, Oh, I know what's going on. We just need to time this perfectly. And guess what we do? Time it perfectly. Bam. Take down the ship and kill Isaac. Woo! But, but Wordsworth, his car. Oh, his flying car. <laughs> Rocket car. Rocket car. Rocket car. It goes good. 350 kilometers per hour. <laughs> but it's really hard to handle. But it's really hard to handle because it's, it's an as awkward it spirals. Design. <laughs> because because he saw, he he figured something like this might have to, like he might need a situation for this, and then he also thought, well, I already have this rocket car. <laughs> what if I need missiles? There's a missile defense system. <laughs> like, so then there's missiles in the car, because why not? I mean, he's just Q. Yeah, he's just yeah. Vatican Q. Like, hey Q, did you need to have that pen shoot a laser? No, but look. <laughs> and then Abel's re- reborn. Yep, by dumping a vial of blood on on the coffin that he's in and it absorbing yep. into him at 100 percent. yep and also esther is told that she is the heiress to albion yep and, and abel and kane have a a, a, fit. a, a, a scuffle in a, the air a, a scuffle in the air where kane goes 100 yeah they both do they both do 
It was a pretty underwhelming fight. It was. But I think uh, that was because, again, they were probably planning for a, for a much better fight to happen in a later book. Yeah. Because nobody dies out of that. Nope. And as much as Abel was trying, yeah, Abel was. was very much trying to kill Cain. And that's pretty much the wrap-up of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Esther becomes the Queen of Albion, and Abel and Aya yeah. and Eon decide we're going to go hunt down Cain and the Rosencruz. Yep. They've decided they've had enough of this shit. And that's where the series ends. And that's because and it ends that way because the uh, original writer of the novels died before he could finish, before he could write more. And we're, I we're feel, two for two. Yeah. Two for two. <laughs> we're two for two on this. I hope this I hope ne- I adding a hundred. I hope next week we don't get another one that will never finish because of an author death, but we'll see. But this is where I, I want to talk about the differences and the or not differences but like the stuff that was left out of the, from the books. Okay. So there's act, so there's two main series of books. The first uh the first series of books uh the only arc there's only two arcs that came from there and it's the overcount arc mm-hmm. and the introduction to everything which was the Trace arc and the Tinkerbell arc. Okay. And the uh the Sword Dancer arc. Yep. And uh, anything that doesn't directly deal with Esther. Gotcha. Because Esther is all uh, the second series. Interesting. In this, we all, this is where I'm like, they underutilize Kane because we, in the books, they talk a lot more about Kane in his, in, in his episode. Yeah. And we find out that Kane was originally developed as a army. Like the, or not Kane, not Kane. I'm Trace. Trace was originally developed as a line of army. Uh, uh, as an army by a uh, Vatican scientist. Okay. And the Vatican scientist wanted to use this army to take over the Vatican. Aha. Uh-huh. And he got betrayed by Trace. And all of Trace's line, except for Trace, are pretty much dead. Interesting. It, so, so he developed sentience? Yeah. Because his creator's name was Geppetto. <laughs> Gosh. You're a real boy now, Pinocchio. I detect vampire. <laughs> but uh, the reason his name is Trey's is because he was the third one made. Ah, uh, he was the third Pinocchio. Yeah. All of them had their names as a uh, number. Uh. Pretty neat. Anything else you wanted to switch on? Uh, so there's also the thing that the the novel goes into, like, what happened before the story. So, like, Cain, Abel, Seth, and Lilith. Oh. Well, that's also explained at the end. Like uh, only a Tiny little bit. bit. So only a little bit that like they were designed to help the mission of Mars. Yeah. So they were designed to help the mission of Mars. But Abel had a completely different yes. look at uh people. Yeah. Abel, Seth, and Cain all were on the opinion that the Methuselah should rule. That's why Seth is the Empress. And Cain and Abel were both on this side. And Lilith was like the Vatican, it was on the Vatican side of like humanity should get to live alongside them. Mm-hmm. And then because Cain is a psychopath because he's the only person to have gone 100% of that time, killed Lilith, which sent Abel into a spiral of reali- a realization that he sh- that Cain is a psychopath and that he sh- nobody should ever go 100% because if you go 100% you have you run the risk of going uh, going into turning into a psychopath and then dropped him from orbit. Yep. And then him and Seth dropped him from orbit and he decided to join the Vatican to 
uh, re- the, to repent for all of that, and that was nine hundred years ago. Yeah. So he has been. I thought it was six hundred years before the events. Maybe it was six hundred. It was. It was a. He's been working for the Vatican it was for hundreds, he's been working of, for hundreds of years. Actually, no. He wasn't. He's actually only been working for the Vatican for a very few, small amount of time. He actually spent a lot of time in the Empire, but just sulking there, like not yeah. doing anything. And then when he met Katerina, was when he went into uh, when Vatican. he saved Katerina. Was when he went into the Vatican. Yeah. And these char- and like all these things are just like side stories that were done. And it would have been nice character building and like world building. There's also uh, an actual book after this, but it's not finished. It's, it, yeah, it, it's not something you'll ever see in animation. It's not something we'll ever see in America because they stopped publishing the books too. After the book. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they were also doing a re- really weird publication thing with the books in America where they did one of one series, one of the other series constantly. That's weird. We got one from the the original series, which is mostly character introductions and the overcount arc. And then we got the other one, which was an Esther arc. Gotcha. And, and we got that back and forth. Went back and forth. Yeah. For the publication, which probably hurt its sales. I see. They Japan just finished last year in April. That's when they got the last book. Japan just got the last book? Last year in April. Last year. 2017, Matt. No, because... Nine months ago. Yeah, but he, but he had been writing... I don't know how Japanese publication works, because it says he's, he died like a long time ago. And, and this anime, they all these books were all published a while ago. Well... I'm talking about the manga. Oh no, I'm talking about the light novels. Oh no, those those got effed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> got that's what I was saying. The, the manga was the manga also adapts a little bit differently. Uh, they do a few things different from like all three different adaptations have stuff that goes a little bit differently, but it still does the same basic plot. Interesting. But that's all I really want to talk about was just like the novels and uh, the handling of characters and everything. So now we're going to talk about how the music was. I like the music. The opening was nice. Henry, you didn't like the opening very much. Uh, no. It's just it's not my personal taste in music. I ba- thought the, I thought the opening was okay. Um, the band's Buck Tick. They do a lot of good stuff. I don't I really remember the ending. Believe it. Song that much. <laughs> I don't remember the ending song that much. I kind of skipped it. Most Never watched of the time. it. It was it was just like this super light heart piano. The actual background music in this was great. It was really good. So you guys got the English one. I listened to the Japanese one. Oh. They use different music in both because uh, licensing reasons. Because, okay. Yeah. Because the ja- – I don't know what the Japanese one, the Amer- the English dub one was a lot of, like, Catholic organ pl- playing, like – Yeah, the it, Japanese it all, got the same. Yeah, it all felt yeah. very thematic. It was fit. all very thematic, very good. I felt like this was – like. When we compare it to Cosino Stigma's music, I mean, or lack thereof. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you would have just given Cosino Stigma like bubblegum pop, I think I would have just liked it better. Just give it fun, bubbly music and just turn it into an entire comedy. Yeah. Don't even bother making it serious. Just make it an entire comedy. I will love it. Yeah, but, that, that helps the series a lot. But the music was okay. Like, I thought the background music was way better than the opening in ED, but I think the o- opening was still good enough that I'll listen to it on occasion. Uh, the animation, though. So I'm going to start with the OP animation, which is just an AMV. <laughs> it's an AMV. It really I, is. I love the fact that it was an AMV, though. Like, as soon as I re- watched it, it was like, oh, yeah, done. You, you guys were on uh, YouTube back in the uh, 2000s, weren't you? <laughs> there, there's another anime that I hope we get to that 
its opening is basically like an AMV. There's a few. There's a few on the <laughs> list that I know of too. But we never actually see any of those scenes in the show, do we? No, we do. We see yeah. every scene. Yeah, every, every scene, scene in there, there oh. is a scene from the actual anime. It's I n- completely skipped the opening. Okay. You pulled at me. Yeah. You, you pulled a Rob. Now <laughs> the general me. animation. I thought the first like the first couple times I was like, no, I don't like it. I just completely. The f- the first the first save you five minutes. So now we get to the actual like animation throughout the episodes. The animation felt a lot smoother than it. The character design animation all felt smoother. Um, it still f- had that chunky milk feel that most like early two. Yeah. That greeny sort of look to it. So what I thought was the most interesting was their use of 3D. Yeah. They For the ships? Yeah, for the ships. Oh, uh, the ships. Um like the last episode, uh Kane's feathers were all were 3D. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. added an interesting glow and like softness to them. Also, whenever Abel had his his Yeah, all of Abel's All of Abel's stuff, all the weapons all, 3D. All the Kruznik weapons were all 3D. Yeah. Like I thought that that was a really cool idea. I felt like if it had been done nowadays, it probably would have blended a little bit better. Yeah, but it still looked cool. I like I like I thought the animation, was but really it was done. very heavy with the dark colors. Yes, I mean it was. It's a it's an anime about vampires. Do we need to go to Helsing Ultimate real quick? And no, look, <laughs> and look and look at how dark that gets. No, <laughs> absolutely not. All right, so I think that's all we really need to talk about animation. Anything? Any other closing statements about this one? It's on the top of the list now. It is now one out of two. Oh yeah, that is that is correct. Out of the out of the two anime, Kazuno Stigma has been dethroned. St- Kazuno Stigma yeah. no longer the number one we've watched. Sorry, bro. Sorry, sorry, Kaze. Still number two. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go find the person that wrote this novel and shit on his grave. <laughs> wow. For Kazuno Stigma. Yes. Yeah. Go fly to Japan. Just I to do will this. just find him. All You'll right. see it on the news. Time to random. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Tamako Market. Henry, have you heard of this? Nope. I also, I, I think I've seen memes of this, but I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever watched A this. screenshot I'll need. Okay. Oh, my God, the animation. So, what, it, oh, what year? We didn't talk about the animation. 2013. What? We didn't talk about the anime eyes. Oh, the fact that anime eyes are always larger than they're supposed to be? No, yeah. like. This show definitely had like Esther's eyes were bigger than her forehead. Eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I I mean I'm used to anime eyes, so like not that big of a deal. It this actually has a pretty good synopsis right here for this, so we'll just do this. So Tamako, oh god, that's a long one. Kitashi Rakawa. Rakawa. Uh, is the eldest daughter of a family which runs a Tamaya mochi st- shop. The Usagiyama in the Usagiyama shopping district. One day, Tamako encounters a strange talking bird named Derem uh, Mochi Mazi, who comes from a distant land searching for the for a bride for his country's prince. After becoming overweight from eating too much, Dara ends up becoming a freeloader in Tamako's home. The series follows the everyday lives of Tamako, her friends, family, and neighbors, and the particular and of this particular bird as well as keeping track of the main course of events. Tamako Market follows the emotional lives of characters in between each of in between each other having a main love story which mo, which mo, is Mochizo's crush on Tamako and both of them being too shy to open up to each other. All right. So it's a slice of life. And this one is uh released 2013 it says. Yep. Released 2013. 
studio. My the this studio is twelve episodes. Studio is great. Yep. Do we want to add a second one then? Since this is twelve episodes, I actually have no way to confirm that it'll be. A, that I'll get exactly, another twelve yeah. episode one. So, so I guess we're doing twelve episode one this time. That's been it for twenty six and under. I'm I've not seen this one. So yeah. So this is an anime that I wouldn't normally watch. I mean, it has. It looks like it has the same art style as Kion. Because I think it's because it's from Kyoto Animation. I mean, it's a it's a it's a slice of life. So like it, I. I've been on and off of slice. You watched look Slice that, of Life before. Look at, that, look at that fat bird. Look at it. Yeah, that's the fat look bird it. they were that talking about. Bird. But Henry, like the synopsis oh. just doesn't like catch me off like okay. first I'm, read. I mean, Henry. I have watched Slice of Life shows, yes. I, I was about to say, no, you're 100%. If, I, if I told you, if you read the gamers synopsis, would you have watched gamers? No. Exactly. But exactly. you, you, you have you have definitely forced me to watch some things that I would not have normally watched at first. Henry, I got a Slice of Life for you. Good. Called School Days. It's a slice of life. No. Check the taglines. All right. Mm. Signing off from 26 and under. This has been Matt. This has been Henry. This has been Robert. Signing off. Fucking bringing up School Days. <laughs>